Welcome to Afros in the Diaspora. My name is Sarah. I am your host. And together we will vent, rant, laugh, and cry as we discuss the highs and lows of being an immigrant. Stay tuned for stories that will inspire, inform, entertain, and give hope. This is Afros in the Diaspora. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Afros in the Diaspora. And today we have an amazing visual artist with us by the name of Shish. Hey, Shish, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good to have you. Good to have you. I'm very excited about this conversation today. Yeah, me as well. Yes. So uh, Shish is from Zambia. So our trivia slash icebreakers for today are going to be about Zambia. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. You got this. It should be easy. It's like, it's, it's, it's. You know, you got this. Don't worry. All right. All right. What are the countries on the on the border of Zambia? So the countries that surround Zambia. Okay. Uh, Congo, mm-hmm. Zimbabwe, Malawi, and uh, I think that's it. That's all I can think of. No, you're missing a couple. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to go again? Do you want to go again real quick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. Are you if you're googling it, Tonda will fire you. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna do, but <laughs> do not do not Google it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So okay, definitely Zimbabwe. Yes. Is Tanzania one of them? Yes. Uh Congo? Yes. DRC, yes. DRC, yes, and um I know Botswana is after Zimbabwe. Um, I can't think of what's on the, Namibia. Uh, no. Oh my god! Oh, actually, yeah, 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 Namibia. <laughs> <laughs> Namibia. I think you have about two or so left. Two more. Yes. Uh. Would you like a hand, maybe? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> it starts from. It starts from A. It starts with an A? Yeah, it starts with an A. And go- Angola. Angola. Okay, okay. Look at you. Just look I at know. you. I <laughs> know. <laughs> my, uh, my, my geography, I used to be really good, especially Africa, but it's lacking as of late. <laughs> it's okay. So, okay, let me just list them all out. Do you have any other answers before I just list all of them? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so there's the DRC, Angola, okay. Namibia, uh, Zimbabwe, Mozambique. That's oh, the, that's, yeah, that's the one that you missed. And then there's Malawi and Tanzania. Okay. I mean, not bad. I got like five out of seven. Right? You got five out of seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's more than fifty percent. I'm happy. That is. That is. Well done. <laughs> Well done. Um, so for your second trivia slash icebreaker, I have a riddle for you that I need okay. you to solve. Okay. <clears throat> I am something. The more of me you take, the more I appear behind you. What am I? Oh, man. Would you like uh, a hint? hint? Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> Uh, the, the hint gives it away, but I, I don't mind. Um, walking creates it. Walking? Yeah, movement. Footprints? Steps, but yes. Oh. Yeah, close okay, enough. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for engaging with me in that. So um, real quick, I'm just going to ask you, I mentioned a little bit before that you're from um, Zambia. You were born there. Um, so yes. I just want you to, as we get more and more into our topic, just give me, give us an idea, just a little bit about your immigration story of how you moved to Canada and how, what that was like for you. Okay. Um, all right. So I guess to start off, um, it's been stated that I was born in Zambia. So after being born in Zambia, I lived there till I was about eight. And then uh, my family and I moved to moved to the U.S. in Maryland, and we lived there for about three years, um, between between the ages of like eight and twelve for me. And then after that, we moved to Canada in like two thousand six, mm-hmm. and we came in through like, New York and Buffalo and, like, Fort Erie. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was, I mean, that was, like, a huge change for me. Like, like not even necessarily with, like, Zambia, per se, but even just, like, the States. Because I remember being in, like, the United States, like, school system. And, like, we didn't even learn anything about Canada or anything. So, like, when my parents told me that we we're moving to Canada, I was just like, like, where is this place? Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking me to Narnia? Like, where in the world is this place? Okay. Continue. I'm telling Sorry. you. So, <laughs> so, I mean, we got here and, like, uh, we came in, like, under, like, refugee status because, like, my stepdad, he's from, um, he's from Zimbabwe. And at the time, they were letting in people, um from Zimbabwe so man like going through Fort Erie was like kind of it was kind of interesting because like I mean we went through the whole process of like um just through the border and stuff and then we ended up like staying in this like I guess it's like a refugee center for like I think for like the first month that we're here in Canada and that was just, like, a bunch of people from a bunch of different places. Like, there were people from Burundi, people from Somalia, um, from what I remember. So, like, that moving from the U.S. and then experiencing that was just, like, much, much different. And also, like, just to state, like, the whole reason why we moved, it, it was because it was really hard for um, for my family to get citizenship in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... After living in Fort Erie, we moved to this town called Chippewa in Ontario. We lived there for about nine months, uh, which was actually really good. I enjoyed it. And then uh, my dad, my stepdad, he had moved out here to work, uh, which is uh, in Calgary, Alberta. And so like nine months later, we ended up moving to Calgary. And then, yeah, I've kind of I've lived in Calgary ever since. <laughs> wow, ever since. So what was... The, like what were a couple of like um culture shocks that you experienced moving from um Zambia to the U.S. and then you know settling with your family here in Canada from 
um, Ontario to Alberta, Calgary? Um, I guess like some of the culture shocks was like, like I remember like, uh, like first kind of getting uh off the plane like in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and like so we I came in at, at like JFK Airport right in like New York. And, like, I remember just, like, thinking, I'm just, like, yo, like, this is so crazy. It's just, like, so, like, developed. Um, like, just a lot of the infrastructure was, like, much different. I'm, like, I'm a visual person. So, like, just seeing, like, where um, where Zambia was in, like, 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, just, like, and then just, like, going to New York. Like, it was just, like, a big shock. Yeah. It was a big shock. And then I remember, like, also, like, kind of having a hard time adjusting to the food as well. Because it was just, like, I don't know. People say this, like, a lot of, like, North American food is kind of just, like, filled with a lot of, like, um, like GMOs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, artificial, like, growing yeah. and so- that sort of thing. Yeah. So, like... I remember it just took me a bit of while, a bit to like adjust to the food, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was just gonna say, uh, I remember like being in school, especially in the U.S. I didn't experience this in Canada, but especially in the U.S., I remember like like being in school and like like being like African or like even Zambian was just like you'd get like picked on in a way mm-hmm. just because like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's up with americans but like <laughs> yeah. so i remember like uh getting there and like wanting to fit in so like very badly that like uh like i basically like kind of just like worked on like adjusting my accent and then just like really kind of just like kind of neglecting like my african heritage and identity as well yeah, just, like, because, like, being in, like, a new place and, like, I mean, not wanting to, I guess, like, experience bullying in a way, so. Yeah, not wanting to be the other, quote, unquote, um, just. Exactly. Yeah, to be to be seen as one of the, as one of, one of them, I guess, like. Yeah, exactly. Like, almost, like, that sense of belonging. Um, yeah, honestly, I feel like everyone, including myself, I, let me, in fact, let me speak for myself, I experienced that heavy. And that's mm. why, like, I worked really hard to get myself this Canadian accent. Um, <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> but if I want to speak back, uh, switch back to my Nigerian accent like this. Oh, yeah. See that you didn't yeah. get that in a snap yes. of your finger. I'm back. <laughs> you feel me? So. The white but, voice. <laughs> what did you say? The white voice. The white voice, right? Like, the yeah. um, prim, proper proper grammar the uh, <laughs> like yeah all of that <laughs> the canadian way of speaking you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just mimicking hollywood a lot so like saying things like man like using the f word like uh, and it's just part of like integrating in some weird way of just yeah. like if this is how they talk then i guess this is how i'm gonna start talking so i completely relate to that too um, but how did you find that tracked into, you know, when you moved here to um, Canada and you, uh, you know, settled here and with your family? Did you find that that, you know, sense of wanting to 
of kind of that 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 personal struggle with your identity do you find that that followed you here or was it a little bit easier to you know balance the two um to be honest it like it really did follow me here and followed me here uh for quite some time actually up until the time that I went back to Zambia, but we'll we'll save that. We'll save that. We'll save that. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, can you talk? Cause now you're an artist. Like you make incredible visual art, um, work here in Calgary and in Alberta and in you know in Canada. Um, and just talk us through your journey to becoming an artist because I know that in many African homes, um, that is not really an option. Um, so like, how did you find, um, yourself as an artist? How did you embrace that part of yourself to the point that you're like, you know what, this is, this is who I am. This is the career I'm going to choose for myself. Like what did school play into that? What friend, the friends play into that TV? Like, you know, tell us how it happened. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I'll give you the, I'll give you the long version because we have time. We're yeah. ready. We got time. Yeah. <laughs> we have the time so, today. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so uh okay, so th- I'm going to just like step back mm-hmm. to when I was a kid and being in Zambia. Mm-hmm. And so when I was a kid when I was in Zambia, I learned how to draw from my cousin and it's something that I've always loved. Mm-hmm. Like um and so that that's that always stuck with me. And so, as I was, like, kind of growing up, like, I was always, like, inspired by artists. Like, I used to, like, um, and just, like, read extensive documentaries on, like, artists and um, and read books, like, on different artists, like, artists like Bob Marley. And then I was inspired a lot by, like, uh, hip-hop and, like, rap. And so, like, that kind of played into it a lot. And then a lot of, like, sort of, like, world leaders, like... So I remember, like, very, like, briefly, like, when I was in the States, and, like, the whole, like, concept of, like, sort of, like, black history, like, really, like, um, like, it grabbed a lot of my attention. So, like, I just spent, like, I lo- spent a lot of time, like, looking at people like Martin Luther King, um, what's his name, Hank Aaron, who was, like, a baseball player. So just, like, I guess, like, people who, like, looked like me that had done something had always, like, sort of, like, inspired me. And then, like, fast forward to high school and (laughs) uh, going back to the whole identity thing and not knowing who you are. um, I, like, I would say, like, I, 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 like, pretty much, like, lost myself and, like, really started hanging out with, like, the wrong crowd was just, like, you know, like, um, started partying, um, smoking weed, just, like, really just, like, doing stuff that, like, was, like, not okay. Not okay with, like, my parents and, like, my family. Mm-hmm. But um, with that being said, like, I also was, like, not doing very well in school, just, uh, just like, based on, like, the things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, fast forward to after after high school was pretty much kind of dealing with the same problems, smoking weed, hanging out with the same crowd. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then I kind of just like started, um, started experimenting with like different drugs because, uh, just like going back to just like being lost as well. Right. So it's like, 
and like trying to find myself in like things that are um kind of temporary in a way mm-hmm. so uh so when i was 21 which was like three years after high school um i got uh i got checked in into like um like a faith-based like rehabilitation center for like drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. so i um so through that program i actually started painting and so <laughs> That's kind of how, like, that's how I started picking a brush, picking up a brush as, like, a painter. And so, and that was, like, uh, like eight years ago. So I painted, finished the program, and was, like, still kind of painting here and there, uh, kind of painting, like, privately, like, just, like, for my own sort of thing. And then, like, my friends would come over to my house and be like, oh, like, your paintings are, like, uh, dope. Like, you should sell them, this and that. And so after kind of hearing those like sort of like words of encouragement, Mm -hmm. I like, I was like, okay, I think this might be something that I want to do. And then that always be in like the back of my mind, like this is something that I want to do. Mind you, like I've always kind of been creative. Like there was a point where like when I was like 14 would be like making me and my friends would be making like YouTube videos. Um, When I was like 21, I also thought I wanted to DJ. And so, uh, and so, like, fast forward to, like, the pandemic, and, like, we didn't really have, like, much time to do anything else. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just, like, fully, like, do this and just kind of lock down mm-hmm. <laughs> on this uh, on this form of expression. And then, like, and then, yeah, like, I think, yeah, it was, like, 2020, and then here I am now. So that was, like, three years ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I really appreciate your vulnerability, truly, for sharing how, you know, your um uh struggle with finding yourself, your identity and and navigating, you know, life as a young person kind of led you down the wrong path and then from there you you literally discovered your own passion on the way to recovery and now like it's earning you money <laughs> right yeah like like that is <laughs> not life-changing but sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> not yet not yet not yet, yeah, 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 not yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. because like i mean the sky's the starting point so like amen right <laughs> but i've seen a lot of your work online personally we were on a panel together and like mm. i know that your work is just beautiful and so i want to thank you of course i want to discuss um direction and finding a sense of um direction in your practice you said that um this is a medium of expression you started exploring in rehab and up till and like you know fast forward a few years it's something you're doing now just as your own artistic practice um would you say that there is there anything that kind of gave you some sort of grounding that kept you grounded or kept you deeply motivated to kind of turn your life around um and find a better direction for yourself um just as a human being as a as a black man in a canadian society as like all the you know layers of things that you are like was there anything anyone or some things that motivated you or that kept you um focused or accountable it's your you know your own personal values anything like that uh yeah for sure so okay so when i like first uh first was like okay i'm gonna like start taking painting seriously and pursue this as a career 
Um, I like, I, I found a lot of identity in that. Right. And so like, I was like, Oh, like I'm an artist, like this and that. And then like, I mean, at the end of the day, like it was good, but I found that it wasn't really fulfilling in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, um, so it was, I think it was like towards the end of the pandemic, I remember just like opening a Bible and like reading it and then, (laughs) and then just like, I mean, really just truly on the quest for truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like it it wasn't really like making sense, but I knew there was just like something there. And then I think it was, um, I think it was about a year and a half ago. Um, I was just like fully, uh, just fully realized like who God was. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then kind of came to faith and then, like, uh, truly gave my life to Christ in a way, <laughs> wow. if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Me, personally, I'm a Christian, too. I know that all okay. sorts of people from all sorts of beliefs and whatnot will be listening to the podcast. So how do you, how would you say that, um, um, I guess, faith, how would you say that it has kind of helped you on your own journey now as a human and as an artist and you know, as an immigrant, heck, as someone trying to find their identity and build their identity, how would you say that has played a role in your sense of direction and identity? Um, so I guess in regards to my identity, it's like, I guess I don't really find my identity uh, necessarily in like sort of like, um, like externally, you know, like, I mean, uh, like, I find my identity in what the Bible tells me, which is, like, I find my identity in Christ. And knowing that, like, um, that at the end of the day, like, even though I do these things externally, like, I am I am just a child of God. So, Amen and hallelujah. <laughs> Amen and hallelujah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that, so, I mean, with that being said, I, I, I try and live by... Um, what Christ says that we should do, which is love thy neighbor as, as uh, we would thyselves. And like, cause he says like that is the greatest commandment. So it's like, so that's how I, I try and live my life. And that's the direction that I try and live my life. And I mean, it goes much deeper than that, but it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, we have to work. Like <laughs> yeah. there's all these like different layers and it's just like, um, it's much more complicated uh than just like the two well not complicated it's actually very simple but it's it's hard to get there actually mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like and just i mean just like having love and joy for like the things that you do and like the people that you meet and the people you connect with as well yeah yeah, yeah. um thank you for that uh so let's talk about zambia you moved away when you were 8 years old have yeah. you have you visited ever since uh yes i went tell us about it tell us about it (laughs) okay so i went back in like 2018 for the first time Mm -hmm. in like 15 years and like that was that was a culture shock because um because it it was just much different than i remember it remembered it and like because of like uh I mean, it was still like Zambia in a way, but because of like the internet, like a lot of things have progressed and a lot of things were like available there that I didn't even think were like 
possible. Like, it's not like, it's not what, uh, people make it out to be like on TV. Right. It's like, it's, it's, it's not a world vision commercial. I just, <laughs> They're not hungry kids on the streets, flies on people's faces. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Those ads piss me off. Yeah, they're bad. Because, like, places here where there are homeless people um, mm-hmm. or people, so, you know, suffering from homelessness, struggling with homelessness. There's, there's a way to say it now. There's a politically correct way yeah. of saying homeless people, people experiencing homelessness. So those folks or people who are um experiencing addiction or who are drug dependent or whatever um not me trying to be politically correct but anyway but you know like if if, so, if a videographer just went with the camera and just recorded all those people on the streets or what and whatnot and put that really slow music right yeah. and just kind of put them <laughs> like somebody else there and say these people need your help. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it just, it just is like, there are poor people everywhere. There are poor people in Canada, poor people in the UK, poor people in, in, in the U S like homeless people, people who need help, hungry kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so the, the fact that people will try to go to Africa and then say, Oh, this is how they live. They're dying on the streets. Like (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, that's there. Like, let's not discredit that. Like, it's there. <laughs> not disputing like, that at all. But I'm saying there are poor people everywhere. It's a small portion. Exactly. The same way it's a small portion of people here that are homeless. Yeah. But they make it seem like it's the majority. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I went okay. off on a rant right there. <laughs> no, it's okay. We digress. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so I went back 2018, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I mean that was a shock. Reconnected with like a bunch of family, mm-hmm. um, and like yeah, like I didn't realize how much I missed it until I was there, and how much time had really passed until I was there. Right. And then I guess fast forward to last year, and like I went back for like six months. Yeah, that's the best way to experience it. You can't go back for two yeah. weeks. You have to. You have to make sure that your your ticket money actually does its job. <laughs> tickets are so expensive. It's like over two thousand five hundred dollars to travel. Yes. So you yes. make sure if you're so there, crazy. that two thousand five burns the hell up. Like you use every da- every single cent of it. Make sure you 100%. stay well and have fun. Not that you just zip there for two weeks and then you're back and then the 2005 you're just looking at you like why you know <laughs> yeah sorry again no. I, I i i i went on another rant <laughs> sorry no it's okay it's okay, it's okay. everything you're saying is true and like i mean with that six months like man like it made me like like i honestly want to move there like i'm done I'm, I'm done because <laughs> like I don't know. It was just like something about just like being on the continent. It's just like it's so much different. Mm-hmm. Mind you, like it's kind of comparing like apples to oranges because like mm-hmm. you yeah. like there's certain things where you're like <laughs> you're like, man, like I would never experience this if I was in North America. Yeah. But then again, like, I mean, it's home. Right. So I think you like like I love like all of it. Yeah. No, like, I always I always say immigration is trading one set of problems for another set of problems. 
100%. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I would be doing a disservice um, to Zambia if I was to just, like, take everything that I've learned here and just stay here and, like, sort of, like, build this economy in a way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> I mean, it's your life, your choice. You get to make that choice for yourself, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, like, um, how did that impact your artistry? Again, I'm going to keep coming back to that sense of identity because it is, it's very powerful. And it's something that a lot of people struggle with up to this day. Like, I've heard of people who are so... Um, they're trying... Like, you were talking about how, you know, uh, you you found yourself trying fighting against being the other in those um, spaces so you kind of um, try to move away from your culture a little bit try to wash away the accent try to you know dress like them look like them whatever and there are people Mm -hmm. there are people that do that to the extent that they delude themselves right Mm -hmm. like there are people that will make up a whole history for themselves there are people that will make Mm -hmm. up a whole oh where are you from oh no i was born in vancouver vancouver you were born in (laughs) you were born in calabar what are you talking about vancouver you were born in zambia you were born in zimbabwe like you know there are people that truly they want to they they do they do not want to i think it's that thing of um internalized um racism or this is my own my own hot take on it internalized Mm. racism where because uh, um a lot of um uh, caucasians look at the white culture the white race as the as the supreme one the you know there's white supremacy we know what that is um people internalize that instead of standing firm in their power and diversity because there is beauty and power and diversity they they choose to erase their own background to fit into the north american um box of blackness right because mm. they feel like being african is being less than does that make yeah. sense to you so i've i've seen people literally say oh i've not i've not ex- i've never experienced racism before but then they mm. start but, but then they start telling you some experiences and you're like ah oh, that is that is racism and they're like no no no, yeah. no. and then you you hear them start to make excuses for for these people and you hear them start to you know and and it's it's so un- unfortunate but like where i stand with that is I, I feel sorry for people who feel like there there just is no other way to exist than to become mm. exactly like them and to wipe out all trace of originality. So yeah. so um that's why I keep coming back to that sense of um identity because you you've talked about it so beautifully. Like even growing up, like younger kids experience it. You know, like mm-hmm. they, <laughs> some people say kids are really mean. That is not a lie, right? Yeah, like, they are. Like <laughs> it's 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 true. <laughs> And you find, like, you know, kids, especially when they're immigrants, like you were saying, you try to erase your accent. Like, I had a friend of mine say that because they told her that her uh, her food stinks, her she stopped bringing her favorite foods to school because they told her that her, she, her laugh was too loud, she talked too loud. She started practicing how to laugh in a mirror, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Crazy. Like, that, that's that's the amount of, like, self Sounds like an unpaid actor. <laughs> <laughs> like you it's it's just it becomes a mask right it becomes a yeah, mask 100%. where people no longer own an identity and they just take on whatever the world says is fine is good is pretty is good like um they, they just take on and mold themselves into all those shapes and and shrink themselves and remove parts of themselves some people do it for good some people literally like i was saying earlier make up a whole backstory for themselves they have their parents they have their parents in the village but they'll tell you oh no my parents are dead 
like there are people that actually do that that's why i i keep coming back to that sense of um um sense of identity sense of of self and and how did how did um visiting zambia and staying for six months oh my gosh i'm so jealous (laughs) (laughs) and staying for six months like how did that being um entrenched back into the society the food the language the smells the music the culture the everything like how how did all that like um affect again how did it impact how did it play a role in how you identify yourself and see yourself today how did it how does it or how did it play a role in um your artistry and how you make art moving forward like talk about it okay um so it impacted my identity a lot like like i mean the whole intention of the trip was to get rerouted mm. right and that's why like i needed that extended period of time cuz like like i mean i'm pretty sure this is common across all africa it's like our names actually like mean something oh yeah you know yeah <laughs> so i was like so i'm like so like who is this guy like you know and like trying to understand like who i am as a person and understand like um sort of like my lineage and the heritage that and the blood that courses through my veins right Mm. so with that being said like i believe like that was achieved and like and then some right because it like not only did i get closer to my family i also got closer to god as well so it was just like it was um, it was like a double blessing and so in regards to like like my practice like a lot of the art that i'm making now like it pays a lot of homage to like my heritage Mm -hmm. and like so like so like my last name kangombe like that means the cow right and so it's like yeah so a lot of like my most recent work has a lot has been like very like cow themed and then like And just kind of just like really uh, sort of like playing like into that narrative and like um, and just exploring that like sort of like more and more. And then when I was there, like um, we have these fabrics called like chitanges mm-hmm. that um, ladies wear like around the streets. Like so I picked up a bunch of that yeah. and like um, I'm trying to incorporate that. I haven't done it yet, but eventually we'll be incorporating that into my work. But, like, I'm, and just, like, okay, so as of recent, although I am, like, uh, I am a visual artist as well, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of transitioning into, like, being a designer and putting uh, that, uh, the the traditional African fabric into the clothing that will be made as well. So, Mm. it impacted my, (laughs) it impacted my practice along because I was just a lot because, like, you know, you just, like, you just can't unsee things, you know? Once you, like, see things and you find things out, it's, like, you can't really unsee them or unlearn them in a way, right? Yeah. And then, uh, for me as a person, uh, coming back from that, I just kind of just, like, realized how much I kind of, like, crave that, um, crave that community. Like, crave that community of people that, uh, that have the same experiences that I've had mm-hmm. as well. Because, mm-hmm. like going back to like um people coming here and then trying to like assimilate and then like losing like it's just like you tend to like you even forget about the people that 
um, that come from the same place as you as well. And you're just like, you're trying to, you're trying to build with like community with people, which is like, I mean, which is fine. I'm not saying like, it's a bad thing to connect with others, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying like, I just found that when I got, when I got back, I was like, I don't even want to hang out with my other friends, like from Calgary. Yeah. (laughs) I want to hang out with people from like the Zambian community and people in the, just more like black people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. 100%. Um, thank you for sharing that. Cause me, I have not had the opportunity to go for six months, but you will. There's nothing too hard for my God to do. So. No, for real. And there's so much, there's so much happening in Nigeria. Like. Ugh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You guys have been up. Like there's so much happening. Minus the um, the government, but there's a lot of a lot of artistry happening. There's a lot yeah, happening with the people. There's so much creativity. Absolutely amazing. And I also want to like, you know how I want I want to be a tourist in my home. I, I want to kind of visit Nigeria. But because you know, like living in Nigeria, you're like, oh yeah, oh Olumarok is there. We'll see it. We'll see it later. And you never see it. You know, like yeah. there's so many tourist uh, attractions. There's the the place where the warm water spring and the whatever they meet, but they don't mix. And the, there's just beauty, right? Wow. There's so much to see in Africa, in Nigeria, in West Africa, like all over the continent. Like there's some videos. I stumbled upon this um videos. You know how people just travel and do like aerial shots of like the beautiful forestry, the hills, yeah. the mountains, the water, like and the sunset, the sunshine, the beaches. I'm like, is this is this Africa? <laughs> when 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 did they build this after I left? Like when did this happen? <laughs> like, that's the, that's the side that they're not showing people. Exactly, exactly, it's... and and even I can even say on my own part that being uh, in in Nigeria, you don't even think to. Because you're trying to hustle for your daily bread. You're like, you know, putting yeah. all your effort to build a life for yourself and build all this and build all that. That you don't even think. Like, when you think to take a break, you don't think. And that's, a, I think this this may be common with a lot, like, majority of Africans or Nigerians. I can speak for myself. Nigerians. But people I've come across is when it's time to vacation, then they go outside of the continent. Instead of exploring yeah. the continent. Because the I'm continent totally is beautiful. Right? Like, anyway. So, I my dream is to be able to explore and just experience the art, experience festivals, experience the food, you know, like in all these different <laughs> countries. Because I'm a foodie. I will eat. <laughs> My belly yeah, is I'm not coming. that picky. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's it, right? There's um, the beauty in the continent that I want to experience. And I, I dream of like going there as a tourist in my home no, to I just like you. You. you know pour into and see and experience all these different country uh, countries and cultures and foods and cities and um all these beautiful touristy um things uh but i i i will i will plan my god will answer my prayer <laughs> 100%. And, I'll, and i'll be able to go for six months because the last time i went was 2022 and I was there okay. for just about two weeks. And it was a really quick trip. I went there for wow. work. It was it was like I had to, I was doing a Nigerian show here in Canada. And they kind of, you know, presented the option of going to shop in Nigeria for the items we needed. So mm. it, was, it was an awesome opportunity to go. And I got to work with my mom and it was amazing. But wow. I, it was a quick in and out. Like I didn't have time to be, to be jet lagged. Like I flew in the next day I was in the market. We were shut, like we were trying to make it happen. 
Yeah. So like I still have I still crave like, you know, going back and, and spending the time. And I know it'll happen. It'll happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, trust it will, that it'll it will, happen. It will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um oh amazing. So um do you have any I'm gonna ask you to plug yourself right now. Like talk about your artwork a little bit and talk about what you have coming up, if you're open to commissions and stuff like that. Uh yeah, I'm open to commissions. I'm currently working on one right now, and um, I'm not, beside the commission, I'm not really doing much. Like, I'm gonna, (laughs) (laughs) forgive me, but, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, uh, I'm not trying to be, like, out there like that. You're not trying to be? Why? Like, I I am, and I'm not. Like, I mean, okay, so, if you want to see some of my work, uh, I did a video for the Telus Sky building. Uh, so, and it was filmed by Foreigners, which is like another, it's an artist collective here in Calgary. Ooh, so okay. you can go check that out. And then uh, you can go on my website to, to see some of my work, artofchish.ca. And um, I'm taking a hiatus off Instagram, unfortunately. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, I just like, uh, like creatively... I just kind of need the break and just like time to refocus mm-hmm. on, um, yeah. Cause I do this thing, like I do it like, uh, I do it for a few months every year where I just like kind of just like need a break to just like re restructure my brain and just like, you know, like sort of like, uh, seek out inspiration, like on my own terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of the season that I'm in right now. Okay. And then uh, I already said my website, uh, Telus Sky. T- uh, so hmm? to see your work on Telus Sky, is it like how do we see that? Oh, you have to live in Calgary. Oh, you can't see it outside of Calgary. Oh yeah, right. No, nah, because building, it's like right? yeah, it's on. It's in a building. It's oh, on a it, building. Wait, in or on? On. On the building. Oh okay. Yeah, it's like at the first street uh, train station. There's like giant screens, right? And um, and then yeah, we shot a video like this summer. It kind of just like, it's kind of like a little like short editor like vid. It's like a visual documentary. It uh deals with like fashion and then uh and then it has a bit of like my painting practice in there as well. Oh wow, that is yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, you're going to have to check it out. Yeah, in person, (laughs) just have to (laughs) go out there because I, you know, this is the first I'm hearing of it. I've seen, like, some of your work online, but, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't also realize that you do murals and you do, like, oh, Oh, yeah, I do have, uh, I I do have uh, one mural for the people that are here in Calgary. It's just off 17th Ave, uh, in between... Mona Lisa Art Supplies and Analog, mm. Analog Coffee Shop on 17th Avenue. I think I know the Analog uh, Coffee. Okay, okay, okay. We'll check it out. We will check it yeah. out because why the hell not? And you're super talented, so I'm very excited to see it. And on my website, my contact information is there. Oh, amazing. So if anyone's looking to uh, collaborate mm-hmm. or um, or even just want to reach out, yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to <laughs> to connect. Do you have a uh, like a shop where people can see like prints and stuff that you've done? And uh, I'm actually if they wanna. 
I'm in the process of building my shop right now. Okay. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey. I just like I went on Wix and started building my own website, so that <laughs> that's been taking up most of my time. Yeah. And then now, um, now I'm just kind of setting up the shop now. Okay. Stuff to do like product photos. Yes. Um, that's that whole work. that whole very very long process. <laughs> yep, it's more work. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, Shish, for sharing your time and your story and being so vulnerable with us on, you know, this journey of finding and building and standing by, you know, identity. Um, and honestly, this is ongoing. And I bet by if I have another interview with you in like two years, heck, in six months, it would have evolved further. And that's the beauty of it is that it never just stays as one thing. Of course, it can uh-huh. be rooted in one thing. But then as you grow as a human being, you find that that it manifests in different ways. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I mean, it was truly an honor and a blessing. And yeah, <laughs> before before you go, you have to leave us with a word of advice, a word of wisdom. You have to sprinkle. Oh, didn't you say there's a an? Are we supposed to say an African proverb? Yeah, that's what I. That's that's what I'm asking you. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm asking. An African proverb, something. Okay, so an African proverb that I heard from my cousin: If you have to make an, a hard decision, eat first. <laughs> mm. You know what? I I hear that. <laughs> Eat first because you can't make those decisions on an empty stomach. Like no, you can't. You will be fucking <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us your story. Absolutely. And for our listeners, we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Afros in the Diaspora. I hope this episode left you feeling inspired and hopeful. To engage, feel free to like, follow, share, and subscribe to Afros in the Diaspora on all social media and podcast platforms. Remember to leave a review and a rating. If you would like to be a guest, please reach out. Send an email to hi at afrosinthediaspora.com. That is hi at afrosinthediaspora.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram at afrosinthediaspora. Remember, there is beauty in our stories and power in our voices. Together, we are stronger. Until next time.